It's the RU Review sponsored by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener alongside Matt Lachlan. We're back for another year of RU football. Rutgers opens their season Friday night at home against UMass. We have RU radio color analyst Eric Legrand with us. He'll join us in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor, Zebra Pen. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com. And follow us on social media. And back for another season of RU Football, we have radio color analyst Eric Legrand. And Eric, great to have you back. Hey, it's great to be back for another season. It's been a long offseason, and now it's time to get things on the road. It sure has been, you know, 1-11, and 11, but that season is in our rearview mirror. Uh, look, it can only go up from here, and that's the way I'm looking at it. Things are going to get better, and that's what's going to happen this season for Rutgers. Yeah, people ask me all the time, what's improvement? I say, more than one win, that's improvement for us. And we gotta, you got, you got, you. I know those guys want to get that bad blood out of their mouth, and we just have to stay positive and come out there and support them, and do what we need to do as fans and commentators, and just want everything going in the right direction. Everyone has that bitter taste in their mouth right now, but. We got to get things on the road, and hopefully that'll come out on Friday. And Eric, that's the only approach that anyone involved with the program can take. Last year was last year. Yes, they carry that eleven-game losing streak into Friday's game against Massachusetts, but it's really what lies ahead. So I don't know, and it doesn't matter what optimism means in terms of victories this year. We understand last year can't be duplicated and a win in the Big Ten would be important for where this program wants to get to. But what are the causes in your mind for optimism that last year won't be duplicated? And what should we overall look at in terms of Rutgers strengths uh, on either side of the football this year? Well, with Coach As, we saw what that defense could be like when he took over calling the plays towards the end of the year. And they had a lot of young guys out there. This year, he brought in a new defensive coordinator, but had put a little wrinkle to it on on that. But you can see how energized these guys are to play under their new defensive coordinator. With Ash now developing some of these defensive guys, now the defensive backs, the linebackers, and the defensive line, I'm excited to see them get after it a little bit because I think we're not going to be able to, you know, have a team that teams are just run up the scoreboard on us all day, and hopefully our offense can you know, have some longer drives, which gives the defense rest this year. But I'm excited to see them go out there. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. I think the defense is uh, is uh, a positive uh, moving forward this season. And um, Ash has not named his starter yet. Um, are you – do you speculate here? Or do you, are you leaning any other way? Could it be Art or uh, McLean Carter hasn't pressed? So. And, hey, tell us. Let us know because I have a feeling you know. But, come on, let us know <laughs> and everybody know. Nah, nah, nah. If he, honestly, if he hasn't named Art or something, he hasn't been a secret, you know, that kind of makes you a little bit nervous. Like, huh? I don't know if he's the guy. Because if it was straight, clear, cut out, Art was the guy, then I think he would just have, would have said it a while ago, which makes you kind of think, like, oh, I wonder what's going on here. And um, I, it, it's a tough situation. But honestly, it, it might be better for the both of them competing for that starting job because they're both going to challenge each other. The only thing is you don't want them to be scared to make a mistake that they're going to get yanked out of the game, which I don't think Coach Ash will do. He's shown not to do that. So these guys just got to have the confidence now and challenge each other to be better so they can go out there and overall lead that offense. 
Well, then take us inside the room because you you've been there in your career. First off, how important it is to make the right decision at quarterback, what that means for the rest of the team. Honestly, even on both sides of the ball, because when you're sitting on the bench as the defense, you can't think, oh, it's going to be another three and out. I better catch my breath. You you need them to score and you need them to give you a chance to recover. But beyond that, wh- why would Chris not make an announcement now? I understand he may not, no one's really pulled themselves away from the other, But could two more days, one more day of a light workout really change all that much? So first off, the importance. And two, what can happen in the next couple of days to separate one from the other? Well, I understand where you guys are coming from with with that. But when it comes to coaches, their coaches, they prepare all the way up into the game and through the game. So if they got something that's a secret, they don't want to let anything out about it because Gonna want any slight advantage that will happen, and you, of course, as fans and as the commentators said, it's you, Matt. Like they better not lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. They better not be worried. They better not be lose, losing to the UMass. But as a coaching side, they're thinking, all right, I got to protect this, protect that. I don't care if it's UMass. I don't want them to have any type of advantage. We need to go out there, handle our business, and do what we need to do. So that's in the mindset of of, of a coach for sure. And as a player, I have been on teams where. It was three and out, three and out, and we had, to, we had to get ready. We had to take that upon ourselves to go out there and know that defense might have to win this game or most likely have to win this game. And that's kind of the responsibility that she, Coach Shiano put on us. You know, uh, Eric, I, I kind of went the other way. Matt and I were discussing it earlier, and I thought they were going to go with Art Sikowski because, listen, they put a lot of stock in him, and uh, and he had a great game Uh in the opener last year. And I just think it would be, this is an opportunity to build confidence again. And uh, I thought that uh, the likely case is that they wanted to go with art and then with a, with a short leash though, even in this UMass game, maybe get McLean Carter uh, some reps. What are your thoughts on that? Either way, I, I, I truly believe both of them will see the field with that. I can see without a doubt, both of them will see the field on Friday. It says, who gets that first start with the first team? And right now I'm going to leave with uh, McLean Carter and uh, what he's done because I said the secrecy. If, if it was well known that Art was going to be the guy, I don't think there's really nothing mm-hmm. to hide, but since right. now you got this new, I want to say this new tool in your toolbox now, it's like, hmm, do I want to bring this out now or do I want to wait to Friday to shine it all up for everyone to see, you know? It's like that new thing that you want to uh, release to everybody. So, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, McLean Carter. So, Eric, there's a lot of positives. Uh, you know, of course, there's some holes. We'll get to that. But, I mean, look at the running back room. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, first of all, and then Raheem Blackshear. I mean, there's a there's that's an impressive uh, one-two punch, and that can be a big weapon for, for RU this year. Oh, yeah, we're going to definitely see a lot of, a lot of uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Raheem Blackshear, and I believe we'll see him more lined up as receiver and then the slot reading bill actually because of his versatility of being able to catch the ball, being able to catch screens, doing those little reverse reverse plays. Things of that nature is right up his alley. So I think we'll see him line up at wide out some more. And the running back room is deep right now. I've heard of, uh, some stories coming out of camp. There's a lot of young guys in there that are really making some impressions on that coaching staff. And it's like, wow, look how deep we are at around. I know we have this one, two punch, but we might have to get three or four guys the ball and see what they can do over there. And, I'm excited to see those guys because we saw the explosion that they had. We know what Raheem Blackshear can do. This will be our third year now with him, and 
we saw Isaiah Pacheco last year. That's still the highlight of that Michigan game when he just took it up just right through the middle of them and took it and his head on the goalpost. That, well, uh, that that moment will always be in my memory when I think <laughs> yeah. of Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the one who really came to play against Michigan last year, no question about it. What's going to be different under John McNulty, the offensive coordinator, and this is second year? What little tweaks has he made? Some continuity, something that's finally there that's to stick, something that's not changing. So maybe we'll see some players with more experience and understanding of the offense because of how many years they had to change their offensive coordinator. It's just always something different that's been thrown at the players year after year after year. Finally, we should probably see some consistency and some development and the improvement of what they actually know how, what to do on the offensive side. The plays calls, where to line up, the shifts, the motions, all that type of things will now be on center stage for these guys and they'll be like, okay, I remember this guy, I know how to do this, or oh, I know how to do that. Just being able to feel more comfortable in the offense, it goes a long way. And with offenses and with McNulty, we know how he likes to shift in motion. And if you don't know where to be and where to line up, ah, a lot of issues when it comes to that. So I believe that they'll finally feel more comfortable in their offense. And from what I understand, he's also going to limit the amount of times where the quarterback is under center. Um, it's going to it's going to be more step back, which the offensive line had problems last year. There may still be some difficulties this year, but at least the quarterback uh, has some more time. Yeah, they got they got to be able to get that the quarterback position more time. Whoever's back there, if it's McLean Carter, if it's Archie Sikowski, and you got to be able to get the quarterback time to read the defense and throw the ball down the field. And whether if that's under the center, if that's in the shotgun, whatever it is that offensive line has to look themselves in the mirror and say, my job is to protect this quarterback and block for our running backs. This is what I need to do. And I'm, we are hoping that another year of developing some of those younger guys and getting them some experience last year will carry over into this year and they'll hit the ground running. Eric, let's talk about the receivers now, because frankly, that can only go up too. Sure. I'm hearing some really good things about Bo Melton. Uh, I hear, I hear he looks great in practice. He's stronger. He's faster. I mean, so what are, what are you hearing from him? That's what you he's supposed to be supposed to be the guy for the past two seasons. And mm-hmm. I'm another guy that needs to look himself in the mirror and say, I have the ability to do this. Where am I lacking at and what do I need to work on and not being afraid to go and do it? And I believe we'll get that out of both Melton another another year to mature, another year of growth now in the offense, another year feeling com- comfortable with himself. And now going out there and saying okay, this is my third year I've been doing this. I know this is all not new to me. And he has to be the guy, and has to, has to want it. He has to be like, I'm going to be that number one guy on this team. I'm going to be the guy that, that they can rely on. I'm going to come up with the big plays on the field. I'm going to get those third and five passes across the middle. I'm going to be the one to take the top over defense or blocked on the field when my running back is running the ball. That's the responsibility that he has to take on and be comfortable doing it. I'll tell you, Davon Robinson excites me. That's a big target there. I know he's coming over from a tight end, uh, but that's a big guy, and, uh, you know, uh, Rutgers hasn't seen a, a receiver like that in a while. Yeah, they, I remember it used to be like that all the time, honestly. But in Rutgers, they always had some big receiver, especially when I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenny Britt. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't the, the tallest, but he was a big guy. And then you get Brandon Coleman, guys of that nature, Tim Wright, Mark Harrison. But there was always that big receiver at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it's just starting to go back to that because you need those guys that could just sometimes – jump over that cornerback and put the quarterback and throw the ball somewhere where the receiver cannot get it. And I'm sorry, where the corner cannot get it and the receiver can go right over the top of them. That's what you need. 
And I'm thinking that, uh, you know, so whatever quarterback starts and certainly a nice big target will help. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And you're hoping they take the top off the defense. Yeah, unfortunately, they lost Jonathan Lewis to injury. It appears it's fairly significant. Mm. So the tight end spot takes a big hit. Yeah. That would have been a big target. Uh, before we let you go, we know uh, you're headed out to one of the many school visits that you make in the area. So uh, we'll, uh, on this end, for me, I'll end it with this. Who on the defense? Avery Young, everyone's talking about. Uh, Alorm. Uh, Lou Moore, everyone's talking about. Uh, Drew Singleton, the Michigan transfer. Uh, who should we keep an eye on? Who's going to be the leader there? Tyshawn Fox. He has incredible leadership on and off the field. This, I believe, is his third season now coming up. Mm -hmm. He's the guy now. He's not backing up anybody. He's had a lot of playing time in that in the defense over the past two years. But now he's going to be the guy calling a place. He's going to be the guy that's getting everyone lined up and in the right spots. And I believe he's finally ready to do that and take over that responsibility. And I'm excited to see the type of year that Tyshawn Fogg has out there. Well, like I said, great person on and off the field. The defensive player in you is coming out. They finally have some depth, too. We know how terrible it was last year. Injuries killed them. There was nobody there. Finally, there's a little depth back there and talent. So all in all, uh, the defense should be better this year. Absolutely. It's got to it's be. I'm excited to see them. They need to get that pass rush. As you said, Elon Lumor and they got to be. I know Avery Young will be locking down that that side of one side of the field, and uh, all those other DBs. I'm excited to see as well. But Tyshawn Fogg is, is going to be my guy. This year. Yeah, and the offense has to move that ball because they want to keep them off the uh, field. I mean, that's one of the problems last year. But I'm excited about that defense. And uh, yeah, you are speaking like a defensive guy, uh, Eric. Uh, the, you go defense first. So I. Uh, Happy to have you again for another season. We're excited about it. We know you got to get out on the road, so uh, uh, we appreciate you taking some time with us, Eric. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to a better season and more improved than last year. All right, Eric. Take care. And we'll be back with more of RU Review right after this. Steve and I will take a look at the schedule, the UMass game. Lots more still to discuss on the first edition of RU Review for the 2019 season. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to ZebraPen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. ZebraPen. Find us at your local retailer or online at ZebraPen.com. And follow us on social media. So awesome to have Eric back for another season. And, um, you know, I'm sticking with that same thing, Matt. Um, you know, as bad as it was last year, it can only get better. And so uh, let's let's kick it off against UMass. Get that win. Essential. Uh, I don't think, I mean, just like last year with Texas State, I don't think it's going to be, and there's going to be a, a I don't a think question. there's much to worry about. I don't think, uh, no. And then you just, you know, you just get into the Big Ten schedule and then it, it is what it is. I mean, there are concerns. We didn't really talk about that. Uh, both lines, the offensive line, mm -hmm. the defensive line, there are holes there. Um, you know, we're talking about the quarterback situation, who's starting, we don't even know. And then what is, is the offense going to be able to move the ball? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone is saying that uh, Chris Ash has turned the program around and has filled all the holes. I mean, we all know that Rutgers is going to struggle in the Big Ten again this year. Can they grab a win against an Illinois or in Indiana, those are the teams people look at and say you might, but those are on the road, so that's a bit of an issue. But certainly they can't repeat last year's game. They've got Liberty, and again, people are saying that's a team to look out. Mm -hmm. Don't take lightly. That's way down the road. Boston College, not 
predicted to be a power in the ACC. So there are the, those are the games, including UMass, that are kind of circled as possible wins. You throw out Michigan, you throw out Ohio State, you throw out Penn State, you throw out Michigan State. Barring miracles, those are losses. Mm-hmm. So let's see what Rutgers can do. So to your point, yes, there are still holes. There are still questions. That being said, there is better depth. There's another year under John McNulty mm-hmm. after a, a period of time where the offensive coordinator changed every year. True. They've got some continuity mm-hmm. there. Uh, they have a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Chris has said, Chris Ash has said that he's still going to be in that room because he's a defensive guy at heart. But They've got somebody new there. They finally have a little depth. So I I think there are reasons to be hopeful that this year not only won't look like last year in terms of wins and losses, but also won't look like last year in terms of lopsided matches. Mm -hmm. So uh, and and in the games where Rutgers has a chance and there were times where they were in the game, not a lot, but in the game with a chance to win later in the game, in the second half, they just made those critical mistakes. So hopefully the year's experience, uh, some continuity, some sense of us against the world will propel them. Won't make a hill of beans worth of a difference if they can't show some talent on the field. But Mm -hmm. I I can understand why a four-win season is realistic. Sure. And I I agree. I think a uh, four-win season is very possible. And remember last year, they had that credit card fiasco at the beginning of the season, which was a huge distraction. They lost several players. Well, they lost so many people. And and, bless Austin got hurt. Bless Austin got hurt hurt in the first game. So, um, you know, they had depth issues. Terrific defensive back. Yes. Depth issues right out. You got drafted. Depth issues right out of the the jump. So, uh, so that was uh, that was a big problem last year, and that that's not there this year. And so, come on, that's that's a positive. So, you know, I, I like that they have like quote unquote soft uh, opponent to open the season, but um, it, we you should know, always let, be let's, the case, yeah, right? So, so build some confidence, or mostly build some confidence. Uh, you execute your offense. Um, I think I agree with Eric. I think the defense is going to take a step up. I got they've got some players there that can that can be you know uh, star level in the in, in the Big Ten. I mean, uh, Tyshawn Fogg, he had mentioned, who is who um, is impressing a lot of people. And so, uh, you know, they get, yeah, they've got uh, a lot of potential on defense. And, you know, listen, in the in the Ash era, the defense has been has not been the, the disaster, certainly, that the offense has been. I mean, that's really been the case here. Right. I mean, Ash has not had a good even even remotely good offense since he's been here. Nope. And we'll see whether or not this second year under McNulty can improve things. They have players who need bounce back years. Now, Bo Melton, we had just talked about him with mm-hmm. Eric, uh, is among them. Now, his argument might be, well, could somebody get me the get ball? Get me the football. Yeah, right. sure. Get me the damn ball. Right. right. But he needs to go out there and prove that the hype he had coming to Rutgers mm-hmm. is is yeah, justified. Four, one of the rare four-star recruits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they yeah. need... Isaiah Pacheco was wonderful last year, but mm-hmm. they need him now to be even a little better. And again, he should with a year under his belt and more time in the weight room and better mm-hmm. understanding of what is expected of him. And the same thing with Blackshear. Sidkowski's under some pressure. I did find it interesting that Eric thought that if he was the guy, they would have announced that he is the guy. So he has not 
at least as far as we know, separated himself uh, from McLean mm-hmm. Carter, the transfer from Texas Tech. Uh, so let's see what happens at the quarterback spot. But what you need is a manager, a guy who's not going to turn the ball over. That was Sikowski's problem. Way too many, way, way too many interceptions mm-hmm. last year. So if Carter is the kind of guy that can manage the game. He might not, quote, win you the game because he may not have the, the skills. He doesn't throw the long ball very well, according to the scouting report. So he may not be the guy that in the final minute and a half can drive you 85 yards for a touchdown to win a game. But if he can manage the game, he can extend a drive, uh, if he can give some confidence to the offense to keep it going, keep the defense off the field a little bit more. If you feel that he's not going to throw the ball into coverage unnecessarily, uh, that there's something to be said for that. Well, listen, now all I have to go on is just watching the tape of him, uh, you know, at, at Texas Tech. Uh, you know, I think he seems to be a little more, I and mean, he's not a speedster by any means, but nope. a little more fleet of foot than 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 Art Sikowski. So I'm thinking that perhaps this is a guy who can extend the play and, I don't know, get get the ball out or, to Go ahead. They just get the ball out to 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 a receiver in space. I or mean, how about this? That's one thing. How about if he's stepping three steps behind the center, takes the ball, and can get through his progressions quick enough mm-hmm. yeah. so that he realizes A, B, and C are covered. My fourth option is run, that there's a spot to my right or to my left where I can find at least some yardage. It's not going to get us a first down, but it prevents. I don't have to force a pass. Right. We can gain some yardage. I'm not going to get sacked because I'm looking. Somebody's going to get open, right? Bang. No. So he goes through his progression. So he may not have the speed. That I mean, that clearly is the case from everything I've read about him. He does. He's not uh, a classic running mm-hmm. quarterback in any way, shape, or form. But if he can make the smart play, if he becomes right. that manager, that's to his advantage. In terms of skill set, does Sitkowski probably give you the best chance to be dynamic? Yes. But if he hasn't stepped forward, again, he's only a sophomore. And yeah. I know we see and we have seen in college football, you know, Clemson's quarterback, right? Trevor Lawrence, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just lit it up last year. But we're talking different levels of quarterbacks who are coming to a different level of a program, Rutgers. So Sitkowski just may take more time. Uh, right. And, you know, he was A, under pressure. B, he was on a terrible team. Confidence took it. So there are a lot of things. Second year could be better for him. I would say he probably gives you the better chance to get the ball downfield and and put the other team under a lot of pressure, which then opens up your running game, et cetera. But if he hasn't gotten there yet, doesn't mean he won't. Then, you know, McLean Carter's well, not a bad option. Think about it. Get McNulty's a, a pro guy. I mm-hmm. mean, he was at the char- he was with the Chargers before he came over to Rutgers as the tight end coach for the Chargers, and he's a, he runs a pro uh, style offense. So think about it. I mean, if you've got questions with your offensive line and you got a guy like Sikowski, and I think McNulty's just in love with his arm because clearly he has a better arm than, mm-hmm. than McLean. That's, no been, that's been out there. He's got a better arm. But the thing is, if the, if you've got questions at offensive line and he's a statue back there, man, you know, so, so you've got to get through your progressions right. quickly, which means guys like Melton have to get open, which means the line for another half second has to hold the block. But at the same time, you've got to be able to go through right. that quickly. Enough. And to your point, Matt, maybe Carter has a better uh, can get through that quicker. Maybe well, there's some reason, make, right? Yeah. There's some reason why Sidkowski has not at this right. point been named. The yeah. Starter. 
Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. And, uh, and again, it's UMass. I, I got a feeling that Art's going to start would be my guess and that both would play. We'll, we'll see if that plays out. And that's not uh, so bad. Uh, you know, Eric brought up a good point that, Ash, sometimes it seems to me last year stubbornly refused to make a change at quarterback. Ultimately, there were times and ultimately he did, and obviously he did. Rochino, uh got opportunities. But you know, sometimes he stuck with that quarterback. I thought, like, what are you waiting for? You can't mm-hmm. have the quick yank because then that kills confidence. But it's just not happening here, and he kept running Art out. So he doesn't have the quick hook. So two quarterbacks, at least in the beginning, might not be the worst thing. Let's see what happens. They should beat UMass. My only mm-hmm. concern about UMass is new football coach, all fired up, mm-hmm. uh, jersey kid at quarterback. But they weren't very good last year. They no. lost their all-everything the receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a second-round draft pick of, I guess, Arizona. But at any rate, uh, so they're rebuilding. They haven't won, had a winning record in years. They're on a level below Rutgers. It should be a victory. But, you know, don't let them stick around in the game because suddenly they think they can play. The stadium won't be full. Rutgers is 1-11. There are a lot of things working against Rutgers from an emotional standpoint, potentially. So, you know, stomp on them a little bit. It doesn't have to be 52-7, to but make it realize, make everyone realize early that, UMass doesn't have a chance in this game. Then if you're bringing the two quarterbacks in, what you're getting is you're getting a chance for another level of judgment of who should be our guy. Uh, Because if you don't have one, like they say, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Mm -hmm. uh, You got to have a guy. It's sometimes it makes no sense to me, but that is no question the way the game operates. You've got to have a number one guy. It just has to be for whatever reason. Never yeah. having been in a football locker room, I have no idea why. You got to have a number one guy. You can't go in with two, but you can go in confident that a second guy can help you if need be. So maybe Chris Ash and McNulty and company just need game experience, not against our first unit defense, not in the pads, you know, in a real game. Let's see who delivers the goods. And so, yeah, maybe we'll see both guys on Friday. And then as they get ready for Iowa, maybe one guy, maybe still, depending on the results, two guys. But then you've got the off week, and now you're really getting into the meat of your schedule. I think certainly after two games, they're going to know who their number one guy is. And so essential, so essential to to get effective quarterback play. I mean, it's just been so many years of uh, of an inapt offense, and it, it just has to, it, you know. We and again, we got the continuity with McNulty coming back. Um, start, pick a quarterback, start him, and and let's move the ball. It starts. Uh, it starts this Friday, a Friday evening uh, yeah. opener. Yeah. Uh, at SHI Stadium, the new name of uh, of Rutgers Stadium. I don't think there'll be a big crowd for the opener. Probably um, not. Uh, you know, but again, uh, look at the competition. And um, once things get into uh, Big Ten territory, it certainly beyond the competition. Boston College would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, beyond the competition, it, mm-hmm. it's also yeah. look at what you bring sure. to the table. You yes. were 1-11 last right. year. Right. They were 11-1 and, and and then or 12-1 well, well, coming off story. A, a bowl victory. That I think it'd be a little more crowded. Oh, no question. We all remember it's not pandemonium in Piscataway. We all remember. Wow, if they're good. long time. It was, but listen. It, it, the point is, is if they're good, if they if they win, yeah. fans will come out. There's no question about sure. that, and we've seen that. There's so. a problem in college football getting kids mm-hmm. to come to games True. anymore, Student or in all sorts getting now. people to come to. They games. better be out. It's Students a big better be issue. out. It's a big issue. But you got Labor Day weekend and all that stuff. Yeah. We've seen it before. I mean, so we can't expect a big crowd by any means. I for would it. be surprised. 
But uh, it all goes down this Friday. Uh, another season of RU Football and another season of RU Review. Thrilled to have Eric Legrand back with us as well. We'll have and, some of the usual cast of yes, characters. No Chris question. Carlin, we hope to have on, yeah. and Fooch. And I want to try to get Ray Lucas this year. I got to talk great. to Eric, man. Get Steve Politi, Keith Sargent, yeah, maybe we'll yeah, get those yeah, guys yeah, on yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no. Hopefully, it'd be great to get and, Ray on. And honestly, without being a, a homer, I, I'm not a Rutgers guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the school. Um, I went to Seton Hall, and there's a rivalry there, certainly in, in basketball. I mean, football seat and all doesn't have a program but at any rate um so i'm not a rutgers guy per se but coming in week after week to do this show boy it would be nice if there was a, a little light at the end of the tunnel if there were a few w's we could talk about you know what and, yes. and and saying that you know when you uh, play michigan when you go to michigan when you're headed uh, to take on Penn State at the end of the year and you're on the road at least there's some reason mm-hmm. some i mean what some, something you can hang your hat on. So I, I hope uh, they do have a, a, a much improved year. I'll go back to what I started the show with. It's got to get better. It's got to get better, and, and, and it will get better. And uh, I'm thrilled to have Zebra Pen back as well. Zebra Pen, find Zen in your pen. They're our sponsor, and that'll do it for this week's RU Review. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan, and we'll be back next week to talk RU football. Bye-bye. <laughs>